Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! We're going to start today like I usually do with their over-unders. I was going to do it tomorrow, but the season already has already started by tomorrow. So I figured I'd get it on the way today. So if you wanted to pay attention to this, if you get into these over-unders, you know, you could take my advice or go against what I do. Uh, if I were you, I'd go against, but, you know, uh, because I never get them right. But, I mean, the bottom line is if you want to play a few things, you got to do it before 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I might as well do it today and get you started. A couple of premises about really about any – uh, not so much in football because there's not a lot of trades, but in basketball and baseball, there is a premise or two that I think you need to keep an eye on when you do these over-unders. Number one, the trading deadline. I got burned this year at the Nets. I took a chance and hoped they would stay together. Obviously, Kyrie playing for a max contract, Durant something to prove, and as a result of that, I thought that they would be into it, and I gambled at 49 and a half, and look, I'm going to get burned, and they're not going to get it. So by the two trades there they made... And they were 27 and 13, well on their way to 50 when they traded Kyrie. So you have to be, and I just give you that as a point of advisement, getting ready here for if you do make selections with this, be careful. If you take a team that's a bad team uh, and you think the numbers so low, I'll run with them. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, worse than we all thought. And, you know, July 30th comes around and, you know, they're 35 games out and 25 under 500 a la the Pirates. You know, all of a sudden there goes the closer, there goes this guy, there goes Brian Reynolds, the Reds. So be careful on, you know, a lot of people like to take the low number. Eddie Erickson does this all the time with college basketball. He don't care who's playing. He takes the low number, you know, take the low number. It's the sweet spot, he likes to say. And then he, away he goes and it never works. So uh, same thing here. Don't think you take the low number. I uh, take the Reds at 65 and a half. There's no way they can't win 66 games. They get the Pirates 13 times. They're in a bad division. And then all of a sudden, they unload 20 guys at the All-Star break. And, the, and they are the Oakland A's on August 1st. And you don't win a game the last two months of the year. So be careful when you do this. Be careful. Uh, be careful. And think about teams' cultures. Some teams do trade off. Other teams don't. You know, I know I have a good buddy of mine, Meltzer, the head coach at New Canaan. A couple of years ago, he took the uh, Guardians. He thought for sure they would trade everybody off. And, you know, they don't do that. That's not their MO. And they didn't trade everybody off. And they added a piece or two and they won 93 games. And he was a loser. What else is new at the end of the day? So you have to be careful of thinking about what a front office might do in a scenario of a, of a sport. And if they think they're going to add money, good. And, I, and a safe way to go from that standpoint is always take a good team because a good team normally would still be in a pennant race in late July. And that's not, you know, the Houston Astros, who are they going to trade? They're not trading uh, Valdez. You know, they're not trading Bregman. The Yankees aren't trading Judge. So sometimes it's better to, that's oh, a high number, but sometimes it's better to take the good teams from that standpoint, thinking that no matter how bad it might look or dire it might look, they're not going to unload the ball club, you know, in the middle of the season. So, I mean, that's just word of advice uh, from afar. Now, I'm going to give you six and I'm going to give you, uh, you know, I'm going to give you four overs and I'm going to give you two unders uh, for the year. Now, these numbers fluctuate. You know, it's a game here, half a game there. You know, the fat guy in Rapid who never gets it right always gets us the bad numbers. And, you know, then we lose by half a game because he picked the wrong house to take the run with. He always does it. 
uh, it's unbelievable how his luck, he, he somehow, some way, you know, he takes a lower number from somewhere that doesn't work. He shops it. He, he does a terrible, terrible job. Uh, and, and he does that. Sometimes he takes a lower number with a worse VIG. That doesn't work. Sometimes he takes a higher number, if you want to say an under, with a good VIG, and that never works. He never gets it right. So you got to keep an eye on that. And when I do this over-under sequence here, I'm going to keep VIGs out of it. Now, the VIGs are important, but I'm not going to worry about the VIGs because they're usually right around minus 110, minus 115, minus 120. It's the football where the VIGs really vary because there's less games. And so, you know, there's much more of a scenario where it's a little more of a crapshoot. Who knows what can happen in the NFL? Baseball over 162, the cream either rises or lowers to its level. So I want to make sure you know that here as we begin. All right. Uh, so I'm going to do four and I'm going to do two. My first over... And I'm going to do this, and this is another thing that I do. Now, I don't expect you to do it. A lot of people play their last dimes on this, their grocery money. I don't quite look at it quite that way. I want to win. But unlike Tory, who sweats over a game in April 15th because he's got his last dollar on it, Eddie does the same thing. You know, he doesn't want to root for a team. He just he tries to take chalk. He doesn't want to root for a team necessarily. I take some teams sometimes They want to, well, that I sort of think would be fun to root for. And that is going to be my first pick and that's texas they're 82 and a half you might find it at 81 and a half again rob will find it at 82 and a half everywhere else in america will have it at 81 and a half that's what the fat guy does and that's why the fat guy is a loser uh but from that standpoint i'll go texas and i'll play over 82 and a half uh a degrom got through spring training which is a plus b i think avaldi got through spring training which is a plus c they got bochi there and although a lot of people wondered about how much spark he had at the winter meetings uh I'm going to feel that Bochi, who's a Hall of Fame manager, still got a little fire in his belly and he has, has his fastball. Uh, D, they have an owner who's going to spend money. That They're not going to cut payroll. They're going to increase payroll. They got an underrated first baseman in low. They got a good middle of the infield. They got a little pitching. Uh, the division, they get 13 cracks at the A's. A couple of these teams in the division could go either way. I'll go Texas over 82 and a half. Uh, that, and you can write them down and kill me all winter, all summer if you want. Jim in Orange County, that means you, uh, if you wish. And uh, you could say, ah, Chris, really, what did you do? You did. I followed you and I got murdered. But I'll take Texas over 82 and a half. Uh, that was my first selection. I'll take the Cubs. I'm going to take them over 77 and a half. Again, I saw early shopping where it was 76 and a half, which you like, if you want to take it over. And obviously, if you take an over, you want a lower number. If you're taking uh, under, you want a higher number. And again, Rob does the exact opposite because that's what dopes do. But I will take the Cubs over 77 and a half. Uh, I think that uh, they got a lot of players on their team with a little something to prove. You know, Bellinger, center field, something to prove, one-year contract. Uh, Mancini's going to sort of play first base DH, something to prove. Hosmer, something to prove. So they got three or four guys like that. Suzuki had a terrible year last year, probably a little something to prove. They got three or four guys like that, a little something to prove. They have a pretty decent pitching staff. You know, they had a pretty good ERA second half of last year. Their bullpen was the killer. And you never know with these bullpens, they fluctuate. I, I can't make or not make a pick based on somebody's bullpen. I, I, there's no Mariano Rivera's out there anyway. So I don't pay too much attention to that. And they had the most blown saves and Texas of any teams in the sport. But I just think the Cubs will get a lot of crack 
cracks at the Pirates and a lot of cracks at the Reds. You know, that's 26 games. I think the Cubs in a division that's very manageable. I think 77 and a half is quite possible. The Cubs last year won about 73, 74 games. They brought Swanson in the game, $180 million. I got a feeling the Cubs might be better than you think. So I'm going to go over Cubbies at 78 and a half. That is pick number two. An under that I like, uh, you know, I'm going to take the Phillies under. Now, I first saw it at 89 and a half, and it's now at 88 and a half. Maybe that's because of Hoskins. I don't know that. Uh, but I don't know if the Phillies, everybody is raving about the Phils. Uh, you know, they don't have Harper for half the year. Hoskins is gone for the year. Suarez, a good left-handed pitcher, is not, he got, he he, did not, he tried to get ready for the uh, WBC. That didn't work out. I saw Rob Thompson in an interview on Sunday watching the Phillies spring training, and he said he hasn't thrown off a mound yet. So he's going to be out a while, probably a month. Uh, you know, and last year with a managerial change, which gave him a jump start, you know, they only won 87 games. I mean, everybody makes it sound like because they got to game six of the World Series that the Phillies won like 95 games. No, they didn't. They won 87. And now you're expecting them to win 88 and a half. Now, they have Trey Turner. I understand that. Riamuto's a good player. They got a couple of good pitchers. They brought in Taiwan Walker from the Mets. I, and they brought this Soto kid in to help him in the bullpen from Detroit. I understand that. And they have money, and he's not going to make any trades, and Middleton's going to spend a fortune, and yes, Harper will play this year. But I, I, a tough division. You know, Marlins are not bad. You know, the Mets are good. The Braves are good. I, I, you know, the Phillies could have a pretty good year, and still well, you can win your numbers. So, you know, 87 and 75, is that the worst thing? So I'm going to go Phillies under 88 and a half. That is uh, pick number three. Uh, pick number four, you know, I, I don't normally do this uh, but uh, no, I'll, I'll do this one first. I'm going to take the White Sox. I'm going to go Chi Town. I'm going to take the White Sox over 82 and a half. Bad division, number one. Uh, a lot of chances at Kansas City and Detroit, number two. New manager, which should help him a little bit, number three. Market correction. Last year, the White Sox had a terrible year, had all sorts of injuries. They didn't do a damn thing. La Russa, the whole bit. They only won 81 games. The White Sox this year, they're due for some health. Manager might, you know, sometimes you play good for a new manager. I think the White Sox, they got, they don't really have a weakness. Decent starting pitching and Giolito and Lynn and Cease and Kopech and Clevenger. Pretty decent lineup. Ben Benintendi replaces Abreu. Anderson hopefully plays plenty. You got Andrew Vaughn there. You got Robert and Jimenez. Bad division, as I said. I'll go over White Sox. At 82 and a half, uh, that is uh, my fourth pick. And I'll give you two more uh, as we move it along. Um, you know, I-, I won't take the Angels because I lost on them last year and I've already taken Texas in the division. So I hate taking, that's another thing, that's a no-no. Don't take two overs or two unders in the same division. That's another Rob specialty, and he always gets us in trouble. Ah, Chris, it's only 12 games, and next thing you know, the last weekend of the season, you need one to sweep, need one to win two out of three, and, you know, obviously, as a result, we lose. Uh, uh, Here's the biggest bet. Here's the biggest deal. If you do this with a partner, make sure the guy knows what he's doing. I don't, unfortunately, I've made those mistakes. Uh, So, again, no Angels, no Texas in the same division at the same number. It's okay to do an over-under uh, with the teams in the same division, not two overs or two unders. So I'll go Toronto, and I'm a little hesitant here, but I'll go Toronto, and I'll do that, and I'll take a chance at them, and I'll take Toronto at over 91 and a half. Um, they have a lot of swagger for a team that doesn't have a lot of success. 
awful last year, Seattle. Two years ago, they didn't play well in September, lost the series to the Yankees, did not make the playoffs. But they have a pretty good pitching staff. They will spend money, better defensively. They bring in Belt, Varsho from Arizona, Kiermaier plays center field, Springer moves to right. You know they're good with Pichette and Guerrero. Whitfield's at second base. Uh, you know, uh, the bullpen's okay. Mattingly is going to help sh- uh, uh, the manager, the new manager, Schneider, the new manager. I'll go over. Now, listen, tough division. Tough division. A lot of tough games. Every team in that division is not bad. But I'll go over Toronto. I think they'll go 93-69. They'll fight the Yankees. I'll go over 91 and a half. And then finally, my last one, I'll do another under for you. I liked it a lot better at 97 and a half. It somehow dropped to 95 and a half. But I'm going to go under Houston in the American League West. You don't make a lot of money betting against Dusty. I get that. You don't make a lot of money betting against this team. This is the best run team in the sport. There is no, there's, don't even argue it. Don't call and say Chris Chiron. No, no, no. They've won. They've been to four World Series. They've won four pennants and two championships. They replace a guy with a guy they lose. They lose Verlander, no issue. They lose Springer, no issue. Uh, they're very good at this kind of stuff. And they lose Greinke, no issue. And they will be okay here uh, in the long run. But I do think with Altuve out for a couple of months, maybe more, uh, you know, Brantley's not there opening week or for a while. Alvarez basically had no at-bats in spring training. Uh, you know, no Verlander, uh, they're, they're, they're a little hangover, division's a little better with Texas and the Angels. I could see Houston getting off to a little bit of a sluggish start. And they still could be great, but, you know, they might win 95 games, not 98. And if that's the case, you win your bet. So I'd take Houston under 95 and a half. I try to give you a couple of unders and a couple of overs. Shop it. Don't take two in the same division uh, as both an over or an under. Think about what front offices could do in the middle of July, and then keep your fingers crossed. Because it's all luck. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.